Praised be the name of God. Yes. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. For by grace you have been saved. Through faith. That, and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God. Let me tell you this. What is the gift of God? What is the gift of God? See, let us, let us, let us go grammatically here a little bit. For by grace you have been saved. Okay? Through faith. And that, that what? Grace or faith? Faith. It's referring to faith. And that faith is not of yourself. It is a gift of God. The fact that you have been saved by grace is, is determined. But the faith is a reference that and that is not of yourself. It is a gift from God. Do you know what this is saying? This is saying that you have no contribution in your salvation, not even your very own faith. That also was given you. Even faith was given you. Do you know why? This is to preclude the idea that someone was out there lost in darkness and then all of a sudden he had a little faith. No. That would have been salvation by work. The Holy Spirit, as God has, not, has no pleasure in the lost of the wicked, wicked he is working 24 7 to save humanity Amen. and he is working through one and only one Amen. channel Amen. which is to try to create some sort of faith in the heart of that man by showing him his goodness that's why the rain falls on the just and on the unjust. And that rain is not the rain you see every day that make the plants to grow. That rain is an illustration. It is a reference to the rain as we all know, but it is an illustration of God's grace, God's mercy, His Holy Spirit fall on all, all. And through that, faith is born. So let us say it that through that, the seed that God plants, it, it sprouts as a little faith. And God causes that rain to fall on the just and on the unjust. You many times you say, oh see, uh, blessings, God blesses them as well. Yes, but the primary blessing is God will reach people out there by giving them such a huge blessing. For example, just one example, a, a, a couple have been trying to have a baby for many, 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 many years, and then they are almost at that point where, you know, it will have to be a miracle in a year or so. Uh, there is no seed uh, good in him and no egg that is good in her anymore, and she's at the age that, and right then and they have given up hope and God blesses them and they have a beautiful baby, healthy baby and they are so impressed with 
God. You know, these are good things. God blesses them their way. But also God blesses them by many times call, allowing them to go through the most horrendous trials in their lives. So that they may give up hope on the things of this world and look for the only help and hope that there could be. Which it has to be from God. I need to believe in this God. And, and so God blesses them in that various uh, ways. And it is by causing to implement in them the little spark of faith. A little seed. We are saved by grace. The grace of God through Faith in Jesus. So faith has to happen first. Then we will have the mental capability to believe the unseen, to hope for the unseen, but somehow you know is there. That's why we have a very hard time to explain to a pagan, to a Someone does not believe in God out there. We have a very hard time to explain how I am saved. How do you see God? How do you know you are saved that he has touched you? And you go through this and that and you tell illustrations and so on and on and on and on. And you try to express yourself because somehow, some way you know it is there. You have been reached. God has implanted that in you, that faith. And that is the, the faith that we live by. And that faith is a faith that uh, is implanted in you as a little seed. And it grows differently in everyone according to the experiences of life. We have much more faith now than when we first began. Okay? And some of you, independently of how long you have been in the faith, because of the trials of life and so on, you have an, an increased, a stronger faith, and this is a fact. Okay? And the very reason that we will go through the most horrendous, the fiercest tribulations at the end of days, it is so that we may put away our trust on the things of this world, wherever, whatever they may be, and realize that there is nothing for me here, and focus in God. It is the very last moment of the increasing of your faith. And right after that, in chronological blessed days events of earth's history death decree is passed and you will not understand why God has not come yet this, this, this death decree is here and you will remember as a good seventh day Adventist that things are following exactly the way you have learned you have been expelled from earth and you are not in heaven yet. You are in a no man's land. Exactly like Jesus was. Hanging on the cross. Not on earth and not in heaven. That is when you hear the thunder announcing. 
scaring the wicked away because he comes for your life. Their swords will break back, fall from their hands. But in the hearing of God's people, it will be what? God announcing the day and the hour of his coming. And Sister White, after that, you read it carefully. She says that in their faces was paled a moment earlier, became glowing with, 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 with happiness and gladness. To the point that the things in this earth had lost all their interest. Food and water even. You go, water and food, what is it? I don't care. And it will be the greatest moment of, uh, the happiest moment of, of any human being on this earth. Happiest ever. All through faith that carries us through the very end. Sister White puts this text this way. Selected Messages, Volume 1, 2, 53. Uh, pay attention to me and be, be, be with me now. What a sight was this for heaven to look upon. Christ, who knew not the least taint of sin or defilement, took our nature in its deteriorated condition. Hmm? This was humiliation greater than finite man can comprehend. God was manifest in the flesh. He humbled himself. What a subject for thought, for deep, earnest contemplation. So infinitely great that he was the majesty of heaven. Imagine the majesty of heaven. Have you seen any, have you ever talked or seen the President of the United States? Any one of them? No? Well, once, you know, uh, uh, not, a senate, not a President, but a uh, Senator. I was in Israel, in Jerusalem. I was just like taking pictures and walking in places in the center of Jerusalem. And I saw this great multitude of people of all kind. And then there was a tall man walking in the middle of them. And they were shaking hands and people. And I said, oh, whoever he is, I will stay here and shake hands with him too. And I was there and then I noticed it was um, John Kerry, the senator from Massachusetts. And I said, oh, I I'm here. I never saw you there. I saw you. I see you here. Hello, Soyan. Hi. Doing. I said, oh. Anyways, important people, presidents, kings of this world. They are nothing. Cannot even compare. This is just your a little. Bit, have a glimpse of what is the majesty of heaven. A reference to Jesus Christ Himself. That he stooped so low without losing one atom, atom of his dignity and glory. He stooped to poverty and to the deepest, deepest what? Abasement among men. For our sake he became poor, that we, through his poverty, might be made rich. And this rich there is a lot more rich than having gold. Is the rich, the, the richness, the of God's mind, God's person, God's character. And she ends with these words. There was not a drop of our bitter woe, 
which he did not taste, not a part of our curse which he did not endure, that he might bring many sons and daughters to God, so that he might bring you and I to God. All this because of what? Because of sin. Whose sin? My sin. Many years ago, in um, I don't know if you remember, well, you just forget about it. I saw this death um, sentence being applied in the U.S. You do not really watch it, but they show the prison uh, facility, the reporters outside, and the one who is inside that witnessed everything. He, he comes out, and then he gives a report of how it happened. But one thing struck me like nothing before. The man who was condemned to death, who was put to death, he had killed a bunch of people. And um, when he was there, you know, this law that at the very last second minute of his life, he can, uh, the president of the United States can call the prison and say, oh, we pardon him. Or even certain states, the governor can call and say, we pardon him. And then he cannot be put to death. That is something that is true here in the U.S. Outside of that prison, his mother was there with his sisters. And the old lady, she was on her knees. She was crying like a baby. She was desperate and she was saying this sentence over and over again Mr. President please don't let my baby die that's how she saw her son a criminal as a little baby don't let him die she was pleading for his life, and she could not see him as a criminal, but a baby. Now, his sins, his sins, my sin. You know what? He might have done all these ugly things. Yes. Paul, David, King David, did similar things. Which sin is the greatest one? Was that man more sinner than me? Selected Messages, Volume 1, page 253. The fact that Jesus was on this earth as a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, that in order to save fallen and from eternal ruin, he left his heavenly home, uh, should lay in doubt all our pride, put to shame all our vanity, and reveal to us the what? Sin of self-sufficiency. I do not have the text here to save time, but believe me, Sister Watts mentions again and again, over and over again, the sin of self-sufficiency as an inc incurable sin. 
It is like the sin against the Holy Spirit. Sin of self-sufficiency is what? Is to believe that you can do and be something that will help in your salvation. That you are somehow, some way, at least a little bit independent of God, of Jesus. That you, in reality, is that for you, never think, never let such a thought to be in you. And always remember that if we, if you are saved, and if we are to ever be saved, is by the grace of God, and that is through faith. And even that faith is a gift of God. We go back here really quick. Romans 3, Romans 3, 23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death, so we are condemned to die. We are condemned to die. We are condemned to die. Let me. He did tell me that this was not working properly. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is a gift of God. And this is what this dictionary says. And he puts it so beautiful that I would like to say it here for you. Faith is nothing that we do in our own power or by our own resources. In the first place, we do not have adequate power or resources. More than that, God would not want us to rely on them even if we had them. Otherwise, salvation would be in part by our own works. We would have some ground to boast in ourselves. Paul intends to emphasize that even faith is not from us apart from God's giving it. Okay? God gives us the faith that we have. We are saved by His grace. I skipped a few Bible texts here. If I don't see those Bible texts there, let me just say this. And how, it hap- how did it happen? It was through faith which comes through him, through Christ. You know, uh, Peter and John, he saves this lame man. And then they question, how did it happen that he now can walk? And then they, he says, yes. The faith which comes through him, through Christ, has given him, the lame man, the lame man, this perfect soundness. So faith comes from Christ and Christ alone. Christ alone. Faith. Christ, he plants the seed in us. He helps it to germinate and grow. And he increases our faith. Many of us, many of us, will be thankful and and glorify his name and go to his word. And then he will increase our faith that way. But if we don't do so, he will allow us to go through some trials and tribulations so that it will grow that way. It is exactly like a plant. Did you know that uh, in the forest, they know one of the techniques that they have is, you know, you... Take care of the plant, you water the plant, and you provide a good soil for the plant, and so on. These are all blessings. But 
if you force a little trial and tribulations on it, like you burn the forest, guess what happened next time around? It grows these beautiful trees. They weed the forest that way. So it happens in our lives. So all believers possess faith in some measure. Because it is one of the gifts of the Spirit. That the Spirit of God is in us, is living in us. And He produces all these, these, these gifts. And we see them. Galatians 5, 22-23. But the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and the good. King James Version refers to faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, there is no law. In other words, if you have these things in your life, God will not um, be against you. You are doing well. Okay? Faith is a gift. In Galatians, the whole book of Galatians, Paul has been preaching about the call of God to freedom. Do you want to be free? He's preaching about freedom. And so he now spells it out. We are done with the demands of the law. Now we are free to live in the Spirit. And be truly right with God. And to live what He gives us. Live that faith that He gives us. Then, Paul gives the list, this list here. The list is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. For us to know that if these things are happening in our lives, we are truly living in freedom. We are not being condemned. And faith is right there. If you just think about it, all these things that you do, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and then you skip and you go to meekness and temperance, have you noticed that all these things have to do with, with, with your feeling of uh, emotions being alterated? Uh, in relation to others, love, the joy, and the peace with yourself, your contentment, your long-suffering, your suffering there, and your gentleness, you've been kind with people, your goodness, you are blessing people, you've been good, and your meekness, you've been humble before others, and your temperance, you're taking care of yourself. Uh, uh, Orville spoke on temperance today, you're taking care of yourself. Have you noticed that faith is the only thing that is different from all the other things here. And that faith does not have directly uh, a directly connection with other beings or yourself. It is your status before God. And this is put right there. Of all the gifts, beautiful gifts, these are the gifts that prove that the Holy Spirit have been working in your life. Let me put faith right there. Faith. We always uh, f don't pay attention to those details. But faith is right there to say, here, for your salvation and an understanding of the grace of God, I will give you this here. Faith is right there. It is a gift from God. It's the most, you can see it as the most special one. With that alone, you can do all the other things. But with the other things, you cannot do this, that, that faith. All the other things alone together, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, and temperance, with those things, you will not develop really faith. But with faith, you can develop all those things. 
So, a gift from God. A gift from God. Oh, what a gift. And that is why you are here. And you do not see each other as strangers and weird. And you know, some people out there in the world, the reason that they don't come to church, it is because they see people in church as strange and weird. And if they come to the Seventh-day Adventist church, weirder. Do you know why? The food. Oh, really? What I eat is, is really related to my salvation and my entire being. Oh, really? Oh, and all this and that. And then, and then if you bring things such as you talk to them about, let's do sunset worship. Well, you worship the sun here. You know, they are going through that process. Uh, uh, would you come over? We'll have haystack for lunch. Huh? Tofu. They even think like tofu. Is it like a, a short for to fool you? Uh, it's, not, it's not meat. doesn't even come close to meat. But that's the way of people, the way they think out there. They, they even make jokes and they see... Um, I'm not going to your church. What is this deal of a happy Sabbath? You're not Jew. You go to church on the wrong day. That's the way they think. That's the way they process everything. Okay? And now you are here. You see each other um, tall and short and, and big and small, white and black and Latino, all of us. And we have, even though... Let me tell you, even though you may not appreciate someone here in the room as much as you appreciate others, there is some amount, certain amount of love for that person. You do have. And that was not because you were a good man, a good woman in the world out there with all those preconceived ideas about Christians that you just decided, I will love them. And here we hug each other. And we are really a family. Even though we fall short, we are better than what we used to be. And that was because of that seed of faith. And God is trying to make it grow, to make it mature and grow. And he tells you that you can ask him to increase his faith. And it can be increased. Now he gives you the chance to pick which way it may be increased. Increase my faith, O oh Lord. I will go to, your, bi to, to the, your word, the Bible. I will read. I will pray every day. I will study and study and pray and believe and act upon it. It's good, right? But if you don't do it, he will say, well, let me let you go through this. Okay? If you think about the book of uh, Romans, when Paul is writing, Paul is using this idea that he, God will allow you to go through whatever he, you, you go through with the point of saving you. Okay? So pray, to, pray and ask God, God, increase my faith. And then after you pray there, please go right to your word, to, 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 to your Bible, to his word. Study it. Bring your wife. Bring your kids. Let's study here. Not take two, three, four hours. Take a little moment. Read one text. Discuss. Talk. Ask questions. Now, let us apply it. 
Let us apply it. Let us live it. Let us do it. And your faith will be increased. If you don't, God will answer your prayer in a different way that you may not like, may not understand. One day you will understand in eternity. We will close with this text, which is not a fancy text, but is a text that will close the whole thought, the whole idea in, in, in this way. I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. And I will tell of your marvelous works. What is God's marvelous works in your life? How did he take me, who used to be a little boy, climbing up a tree and making fun of those Christians who walked my street to go down the street to their church, and they were so happy coming down singing and go up singing as well, and I would be there among the leaves saying, hey, yeah. Sing that song, glory what, glory what, glory what. Making fun of them. And God, he took me from that. And he put me through a lot in life. So that this hard head would understand. So that he would save even, even a wretched person that I used to be. Once upon a time in my life, and I was at the age of about uh, 15, 16, a person that was trying to help me to understand the Bible would tell me to read the book of Genesis. I could not find it. The book of Revelation, I could not find it. I, I mean, I to go like uh, after a few minutes in uh, right in the beginning uh, oh. and then she would say well read that chapter I would read the chapter I would not read the chapter but I would later say oh yeah I read did you read yes I read how was it yeah it was nice when you know Abraham and I think it was like Peter was there with him and then there was this this battle and, and then Abraham said to I think it was Eve right and then he said, uh, Eve, and I think it was like Ezekiel was, um, not Ezekiel, like uh, Zechariah or someone, was up on a tree, and then Adam said, uh, you come down. I would make up stories that I had heard somewhere from someone. God can change people. He can change people. When you are on that road, that you know that goes nowhere. Looking for his grace, his salvation. And you cannot find, remember this. 